Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Thursday, August 8th, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I'm here today with Stacy and Natalia, and also with Mika, who is joining our ranks as our newest contributor. She'll be Yay! chatting with us about lots of romance things, uh, maybe even some fantasy every now and again. Yay! So, so we are delighted to have her with us. And Mika, if you want to just say hello quickly before we start, so people get a sense of who you are, that would be great. Oh, yes. Hi, hi, I'm Mika. I love talking about books and I love to squeeze. So, <laughs> so those things go well together. They do. Yes, they do. They do. So we were originally going to do something different tonight, but we got a bit derailed. So we tried to come up with an episode that we could pull together quickly that wouldn't require us to do a lot of reading in preparation. And so for the past year that the podcast, almost year that the podcast has been around, we have kind of debated back and forth about doing a Nora Roberts themed episode. And so here we are to talk about all things Nora Roberts. Yay! Yes! (laughs) Before we start, I have the usual housekeeping information. So you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Book Bistro Podcast. If you're on Facebook, you can ask to join. We don't really have to ask, but you can join our Facebook listener group where you can interact with us as well as with other podcast listeners. And you can chat with us about what we're reading and get book recommendations. And it's just a nice place to talk about books. Um, You can find us on Twitter. So you can either tweet directly at us or you can send us a direct message. And if you would like to email us, that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. So, Nora Roberts. I read my first Nora Roberts book in the summer of 1997. It was Montana Sky. So does everybody want to share kind of what your first Nora Roberts experience was? Summer of 1987. Man, I was not reading Nora Roberts when I was seven years old. No. That'd be great. So I read my first Nora Roberts in the summer of 1998, and it was Sea Swept, and the, the first in the, the Quinn Brothers trilogy. And it sort of changed my entire worldview about contemporary romance. I loved it so much. Uh, my first Nora Roberts was in the spring of 2006, and it was oh divine <laughs> evil. Ooh, <laughs> um, 2006. Was, oh my god! Yes, 2006. <laughs> okay. Oh my 14. word. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was 14 and very depressed and I wanted to read as many romances as possible. I was depressed because of my romantic life, but the romances book in books made me feel better. Don't ask me how that worked. But it did. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but man, divine evil. Like if you're depressed about romance. <laughs> That's an intense place to yeah, start. And that, but wait, no, but I, I read Divine Evil and I liked it. But what really got me into Nora was the Circle trilogy. Yeah. Oh, Those came All out right. in 2006. All right, Nika, what about you? <clears throat> so I read my first Nora apparently after 2006 because the Circle trilogy came out then. <laughs> <laughs> So my first, my first Nora was, um, was Morgan, is it Morgan's Cross? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was my first and I spent a lot of my formative reading years reading fantasy. So that was a really great amalgamation of romance and like fantasy. And when I first read it, I had no idea. I was like, what is happening? Because <laughs> it, it's kind of an unconventional sort of start in the book and so I was just yes. kind of like what is going on and what is the entire point of this book and now it is one of my comfort read series oh mine too my yeah, I too I just reread them I just reread them and oh my god I enjoyed them so much just I think, as much. well Valley of Silence is the one I always my go favorite. to yes, yes. yeah yes, I think that favorite. is the best one although I like um Dance of the Gods a lot too it took I me a guess. while to warm up with the dude in the warm up to the guy in the um, in the last one because he spent so Kian. much time like being like an emo, oh, <laughs> sad. Yeah, dad. that so, was sort of my, that's favorite. my favorite kind. But Mine I like too. Him. I do. I like him a lot, but it just took me a while to kind of warm up um, because you know him and his brother like hated each other, and I I had no idea of how Nora was going to like you know, shift the balance and make this a romance that I could really believe in. And then it was beautiful. Yeah. And I love how honest he was about his feelings from the beginning. There was no, like, at least to himself, he was very, you know, I mean, I guess when you've lived a thousand years, there's no more BS. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're a thousand years old, there's not a lot of room for <laughs> pretense. Right. So I, guess I think not. it's Natalia who said once um, in one of our episodes that pretty much any theme that we could think of um, to do an episode about, it was really likely that there would be a Nora Roberts book that went along with that. True. I think that's really Amen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and before it was like not, except for post-apocalyptic, but now we even have that. We do. <laughs> yes. Now we do. So I just, I like her, her versatility. I don't necessarily love like every single thing that she's ever done, but mm -mm. I love that she, doesn't feel like, oh, I can only write, you know, romantic suspense, or I can only write paranormal, or, you know, mm -hmm. friends to lovers is the only thing I can write, you know, it's, it's so, so diverse in her, in her themes and her just ability to take all these different subgenres of romance and make them spectacular. So right. when we decided and her to discipline. Yes. Yeah. Yes, her, her discipline is amazing. Like she writes like four books a year. <clears throat> and her competence and, yeah. porn. Yeah. That's what I call yes. it. Her competence yes. porn. Yep. <laughs> it, it's true. Her competent why do you call it competent competence porn? Competence porn. Because like every yeah. I didn't realize that some of these careers even existed oh, until I know. she started like writing <laughs> about them. And I'm like, really? 
what is this? Like, okay. And she's so like detailed in, like, I love how she just puts in like all these details and makes you like kind of feel like you're, you're following them through a day, you know, in their lives. And you can see like all the things that goes into like running a ranch or landscaping a house or, or being a, like a um, archeologist or, (laughs) you know, just all the different things. Yep. Graphics, what was it? Uh, wasn't he like, wasn't Reed from um, Tribute? Wasn't he like graphic a graphic novel. artist or not graphic, graphic novelist? Yeah. So Comic when we decided writer. to do this episode, I was kind of, you know, laying in my bed and I was thinking like, wow, there's so much Nora Roberts. Like I kind of want to read something, either reread something that I love or try out something of hers that I haven't read before just to get myself you know, in a good Nora frame of mind. And I'm looking through all these books. And I'm like, how, how do I decide? Like, I can reread one thing before tomorrow. Like, how do I, how do I pick? You're not alone. I was overwhelmed. I was doing the same thing. <laughs> right. And they all look so good. So you're like, oh, gosh. Huh. There's yeah, definitely right. a few I want to talk about. A few, yeah. a few that I want to talk about that I love, and a few Loved. that I want to talk about that I don't love. Didn't. Yeah. Right. What did you, but Shannon, what did you read for today? Because we're yes. all dying to know. So yeah, she didn't want to tell us beforehand. She wants us I to be surprised. Because then I had to, you know, like repeat myself again, and that's, that's <laughs> so good. So I chose Honest Illusions, which I yeah, read yeah. way back. It came out in '92. And I read it the probably year of my birth. not oh my too gosh. long after I discovered Nora back in 97. So I would say 98, 99, I read yeah. it for the first time. Yep. Um, and oh I my loved God. What? Anora, Anora, I have not read. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Illusions? Oh, it's so Please good. Please remedy this now. I read it and I, I think I talked about it in one of our episodes. You did. You did. And I, the revenge episode. And, and I, I love the the carnival. I love the magic. Um, I am always up for like a good revenge book, so I love that element of it as well. Right. So I just re- and I love that they're jewel thieves. Thieves like that makes me really happy. I love how she writes thieves. Like she she makes you yes. believe in thievery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, it's not too terrible, you know? Right. Oh. And it's it's crazy because she says she was raised, you know, she went to Catholic school all her life. And that's why she's so disciplined because, you know, she says she writes every day from nine to five with a typical like lunch hour in between. And that's how she mm-hmm. can write uh, all these books, which I think is cool. I don't think I could keep my ass in the chair for that long, like she says. No, it would be. <laughs> you know, voluntarily, unless like, you know, someone's paying me to do it without yeah. having to do it myself. And she says that the nuns, you know, they give you guilt, guilt, and more guilt. And it's, it's true. true. As somebody who was raised Catholic, it's very true. So it's funny to me how she's raised Catholic with all these Catholic values and then she can go and write these books where, you know, thievery sounds like something, you know, yeah, we should all just steal. It's okay. Yeah. They, they have know, it's kind of romantic, it's you know, right? Steal, steal a little. Rich. You know, I'm curious. I haven't read that book in quite some time and I was much younger when I read it. So it's it's coming up on, this is horrible, but it's more than 25 years old now. It's like, what? True. Um, d- does it yeah. still like did it hold up to the test of time like is it still as amazing as i remember when i was like so yeah i'm loving it right now like i'm really really glad that i chose it i do see things like that kind of date it a little bit um like it has a definite kind of 90s 
feel right. just to the way that she's she's writing um but yes I do really really love it and there's a lot of it that I honestly like didn't remember because mm-hmm. it's been so long since I've read it um mm-hmm. so I'm kind of like rediscovering you know some of those little details yeah and I read it it's great I read it in like 2009 I remember it was my junior year of high school and then I reread it again <sighs> a couple months ago um it's dated you know it is it's got that harlequin like woman must be a virgin man has more sexual experience thing Um, that was the one thing i noticed maybe because i've gotten all feministy in the last like 10 years i don't know (laughs) but that was the one thing i noticed um you know a lot of the 90s romances had that um you left with no explanation kind of thing right um you know the carnival uh you know there's no technology uh, the way they're picking the locks and stuff. Like, you don't see the digital stuff that we see now in the books and things like that. And it definitely has that thing that Nora Roberts is kind of known for in her earlier books where the hero can be... Hmm, a complete a asshole? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it feels like after, like... It feels like after Montana Sky, they got a lot less douchey. I think that's true. <laughs> I, I don't find Luke as douchey, though, to be honest, as some of her he's heroes. He's not as bad as some, but, like, I look at kind of the way he, like, he's pretty sure that he can control Roxy, like, using using sex, and he can, you know, oh, well, huh. if, I, if I kiss you, you'll, like, give in to me, you'll do what I want. So it's a lot of that kind of, like, aggressive kissing, like, we're arguing, and I'm going to oh. kiss you to shut you oh. up. I hate that. Um, and that I'm already ready to throw him in a fire. Yeah, yeah I, I like actually, that. I actually <laughs> like that, but I'm, I don't remember it with him. Yeah, it's I, not certainly as, like, pronounced as it is in some of her books, but it's definitely yeah, yeah. something you would notice, like, if you read it and then read one of her new ones. Yeah. And you're like, wow. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, that this book is, you know, more than 25 years old, and it still has the basic, like, story elements that draw people to her and you know her her basic like writing style um yes and no it's I changed mean, i would say well it's it's changed but if i pick this book up i'd be like oh that's Nora roberts like you there's like yes. a structure oh, to of it course. and of course and that yeah. to me is like a comforting thing like i i like knowing you know <clears throat> kind of basically what i'm gonna get when i pick up a nora does that make any sense yes it yeah. does actually yeah so what yeah, did the, you read, Stacey, for this episode? I, I um, am rereading Three Fates. Um, oh, I love it. Love it, it is so fun. Book. I love it. And one of the things that I love most about it is I feel like this is, and I could be wrong because I read this book back in like 2002 when it first came out. But one of the things that I, that always stuck with me about this book, I feel like it's the one of the first books that I read with a, a female killer. Um where the, where the villain is a woman. And I really liked that. Like it's something different. And she's done that periodically since then. I won't spoil in case people haven't read all the books since then, but I haven't read three fates either. Oh, you're making me want to reread it. Wait a minute. You're saying, you're saying Mika, you're coming here to sing the praises of Nora. And now we're talking about two books. I thought I was a super fan. Now I I failed. I'm just kidding. No, but I really like Three Fates. I feel like the pacing in that book is really good. And um, it is. I and like I how all these the second, name, the second love the name story. Of the heroine. 
uh, there's three, there's three heroines. heroines. Oh, <laughs> and three, three heroes. Fa- oh, yeah, and um, it's basically to 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 give it a very brief description. It's about um, it's about three siblings. Um, oh my God, Gideon, Rebecca, and I'm totally blanking Malachi. on the oldest. Malachi, Malachi. thank you. Um, and there is a statue of one of the three fates that has been stolen from them, and they are going to get it back. And it's how they meet up with these three other people and then all work together to prevent the sort of villain of the story from getting her greedy hooks into these three statues together. And amazing. it's so much more it's than that. So like I'm not good, even, yeah. and it's the pacing is really great. I mean, I'm it's, really impressed reading it again. Is it all it's very one book or is it a trilogy? Yeah, it's no, all it's all one, one book. And it's, oh and so man, I love from, this. I think it's very different from any other book she's done. Yeah, like it is. the pacing and the way that it is. I mean, she does love her number six and her three couples. She loves that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is a standalone novel, and it's it's not a trilogy. In- and it's very oh, interesting cool. how the chapters change points of view. Um, she hasn't written a book like it before or since. I don't know. No, what there's nothing no. like it. And I no. love the like all the the travel that happens. Yes. It. Yep. I want to read it again. You guys are. I really feel good. so I left this out book, right now. <laughs> I need to catch No, up. Mika, let's read it together. Here, okay. I'll oh my start gosh. it tonight. We could read it's it. It's really good. It it makes me really happy. And there were, there were so many books. I was like, do I want to read? I really liked Birthright. I was like, do I want to read oh, that again? I love Birthright. Or, um, and then there's a couple that I read one time, and they didn't make much of an impression on me. Um, and I was thinking about one of those, like um, Northern Lights. Um, or like Midnight Bayou. Um, oh, I did ugh. not like Midnight Bayou. I don't <laughs> like Midnight Bayou. Not even the movie. I like the What was that story though? even? Like, when I was reading it, I just remember I just remember reading it. And it was pretty, like, early in my, like, reading romance days when I uh-huh. actually realized that the kissing books were romance. You know? <laughs> the kissing books, yeah. <laughs> the kissing and, books. And I just remember, like, you know, I'd read a bunch of Nora. And then, and then... It, you know, it was like it was like eating lots of ice cream, and then it was like somebody like put one of those like, like awful green jelly beans. beans. Oh, yeah, no. put like green beans in the ice the cream birdie or butts. The yeah, like the oh. just put like a. And I just was like, "What is this story even? Yeah, about I, like who? What do I? This is the weirdest thing I've ever read." And I had I skipped I to mean, the end, and I still didn't get it. So well, I, I <laughs> tell you what it's about, but I don't think we're allowed. To I don't spoil mind. Books on here. I don't mind ghost <laughs> books with ghosts and stuff. Like I, you know, I like that stuff. I like I love her like in the Garden trilogy with the ghosts. I know Shannon probably doesn't. I don't know about Mika, but oh. um, but anyway, so there were several <laughs> that I wanted to kind of look at to see, but I ended up going with Three Fates because I liked the pacing and the fact that it, it jumped around so much like it wasn't just focusing on the one couple and this book to me is something that you know overall like I felt like there wasn't really um one of the um one of the heroines in this book was a um uh, for a time in her life was an exotic dancer she was a stripper and I didn't feel like there was any slut shaming or any sort of like like degradation of the profession um the way right. she wrote about the club I don't know right. do you remember that I do probably both. Yeah. And so I just, I felt like it's, it's a book that has kind of stood up for me, like, you know, 17 years later that it's still worth reading. I don't know. Wow. Really that was 17 it. years ago. Holy yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, wow. Mika, do you have one that you love that you want to talk about? Beyond all reason. So there's like so many of them and I want to make sure I get to mention both of them, but okay. <clears throat> 
So, but my book that I would choose over all of the other ones is Public Secrets. Oh, I yes. love that book. Oh my gosh. You know, that should um, be my favorite since I'm the position. It's so, <laughs> so It's so good. And it it's was so like, sad. I, I thought I was being really smart because as I'm reading it, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is kind of like the Beatles. Wow, I'm so smart. I made that connection. Ooh, I'm such a genius. And then I read somewhere like, Every other blog review was like, and this is a story about, you know, it, it kind of mirrors some of the Beatles. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm oh. not so smart anymore. Okay. Um, so what did you like most about it? What was I your favorite thing? I love that book. Okay. So one of my favorite things is the way that Nora writes family. Yes. yes and, so much. And she writes family amazingly. And it's one of those books where the family is actually kind of broken. And yes. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and you know, you right away, like you notice that there's all these different things that are, that are happening that are not good. And she deals with like a million different things in one book. Like there's just drug addiction and there's how, when, what happens when people become famous too quickly and they don't have right. anywhere like to ground them and you get to see Emma growing up, Emma being like the main character. And yeah. I love the thing that Nora does where she switches between like alternating viewpoints um, of the childhoods of the main characters. It's one of my favorite things I love about her. And then how you get to see all of them, you know, kind of come together. Um, I will say, I will say that that book is it, while it ages well, some of, you know, there's a part in the book where there is a lot of domestic violence. So for people to be aware is a trigger. And there is um, a point where, you know, like one of the people's kind of like, well, how could you let this person do this to you? Which, mm-hmm. you know, which oh. isn't something that, you know, like it was, it was just kind of like one of those things that maybe I might expect someone to say in like 96 or something. But yeah, yeah, certainly yeah, you, ex- you expect <laughs> your family was, to say that to you. you know, it was just kind of a crappy thing to say. Um, yes. But I love like there's more than one romance that is that happens and it goes over the span of like 20 years or something like decades and every it's it's just a beautiful lush like it's kind of a love letter to um to you know what it means to be famous yeah love letter to rock and roll roll and And well you know and it's funny to me because I read some reviews before I read this book for the first time because I read it you know, years after it was published and people were like, oh, you know, it's so long and oh, it's so drawn out and it's so indulgent. And I'm like, no, this no. is amazing. Like I thought the pacing was just beautiful. Oh, like it was I, beautiful. It was. I read it on an airplane on my way back home from Boston and I used to hate that flight because it would be in the afternoon and I'd be just dying to get here. <laughs> and, and it went by so fast. And I was like, wait, we're landing already? <laughs> It was so satisfying at the end too, just the because of the way it was paced throughout. Like you just felt like it was very rewarding. The book that's coming to mind right now that I really, you know, recently enjoyed and was um, impactful, I think, was Shelter in Place. (gasps) Yeah, so it's it's hard to talk about right now, but I mean, I think that she handled that with such sensitivity and realism and, I felt like 
Yeah, right. it was definitely like a book for these times, like when yeah. right. it was it was rough. And if anyone does need, like, I mean, it, that is a very triggering book. So it yeah. is. Just yeah. Be, be aware. Considering what has happened in the last couple of days, but well, and it just was what has been happening in here years, for mm-hmm. years, years yeah. and years. Yeah, it, it was so. Um, I thought it was just impactful how she writes you know this tragedy that happens and how everybody reacts to it differently and what how a tragedy scars people in different ways and and makes them i guess grow up differently or yeah. just and you know of course family was great uh in this book uh friendship. i love like the grandmother me too oh my god yes <laughs> she's such a hip <laughs> she, she's, i love she's her great. i love her she's the best yeah, and I, I, what I like is it, it's not, you know, just shelter in place, but in all her books is how she's able to, you know, um, you you see a person that has, I guess, and I guess all authors do this, but I, I just find it interesting because since Nora has so many books and we followed her for so many years, we, she's probably an author that we know more about than other authors that we read just because of, you know, how much of her life she puts out there or, or you know, how famous she is. And I think it's interesting how you can see an author is so conventional, conventional life, con- you know, what, what you would consider conventional, traditional, and then they can write these characters like Cece that are so not yes. conventional yeah. and so cool at the same time. You're like, huh, I want my grandma to be like her. And, um, you know, art, um, you know, how art plays a role. I really liked in Shelter and Place how art plays a role in any kind of art, not just, you know, visual arts, but in general, how we express ourselves based, you know, with that, uh, based on the things that happened to us. I thought and it was how, really excellent. Yeah, and how, like, art was the basis of the heroine's recovery from this yes, horrible yes. event. How I mean, it was really therapy. Yeah, I like that too. Um, can I just say, I just want to say that, I loved, I loved shelter in place. Um, but one of the things that Nora does, which I both love and hate, is that she makes me care about main character, about side characters that she will eventually like murder. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's so yes. unfair. I like she just writes them, and you're like, you know that they're probably going to die, and. You're just like, no, don't do this thing. Yeah, don't do yet. it. Don't do it. Not yet. And then she just makes you, then she just breaks your heart with someone that you just got to know over the course of maybe like six pages. It's not fair and I don't like it. <laughs> or, or how about, I mean, to not to derail the um, shelter in place, but what about like in Come Sundown? Like, was that oh, one of the most like riveting? God. Yes. <laughs> That it was, was so. a scary book. I know. <laughs> that should have been a Chevy Stevens novel. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Come Sundown just... for me was, I think, like my like epic Nora Roberts. It was like everything to me when I read it. Um, and, and the first book after she switched publishers as well. And so yes. it makes me wonder if, you know, maybe she's been wanting to like write things that have been a little bit darker and a little Maybe. more gritty, you know, it's just, it's just things I speculate sometimes when I don't it's have true. anything else to do in my life. So. It was just so, <laughs> yeah, so it's, good. It's it was interesting. so dark. But it was I, so lovely. As I, I said, found myself been not caring much. Novel. Yeah. I, I found myself not caring much about the, um, the Bo Bodine. Um, I, I was more interested in her aunt, like that storyline. Every yes. time I wanted to get back to that, like it was so yeah. gripping and horrifying and, 
Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I, that's the, that's the storyline that, that kept me going with the come sundown. Cause I didn't really care about, I mean, I liked them and everything, but I felt like that the story about the aunt was the most interesting I think that's part what it was that. about. That's yeah. what it was about. Uh, I love and it the, the ranch setting. Yeah. Um, I, I love kind of all the ways in which that was incorporated into the story. I do have to say that Bodine Longbow Mm-hmm. It was just like a name that like felt it's an uncomfortable weird. name. <laughs> yeah, it, was a name it is that uncomfortable. Felt weird in my head. Yeah. Speaking of names, Mika, what were you gonna say to us earlier? Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Tell us about a name. So, oh, you know, like, I love Nora Roberts' writing, but sometimes the character <laughs> names that she has make me roll my eyes and so one of them is in the cousins o'dwyer trilogy and the the main character's name is Boyle. and every time especially when it's a guy when it's a guy i do this i like i will like moan the name like (laughs) like this you will like to my like i'll go to my roommate and i'll be like oh my god can you believe it's this name and then i'll be like oh my god Boyle. Oh, well. <laughs> and, and I'm like, how can you say that with a straight face? Like, I'm going to need to call you something else. It would, like, uh, ruin the mood. Yeah, like, oh, boy, you know, I just want to lance you. Like, no. Like, <laughs> It would just make me think of Barney. Oh boy, oh boy! I can you just tell I had a kid. Yes. It's never gonna let me come back on this podcast again. It's like, <laughs> oh no, oh, no. it's quite lovely. And now the next time I read that book, I'm gonna be like, boy, oh, and it's gonna make me laugh. <laughs> I have not read that trilogy yet. So let's talk about trilogies for a minute. Yes, she has yes. A, lot a lot of, of fantastic trilogies. Um, yes, the Three Sisters Island, I think, would be my favorite of her trilogies. I like the first book in that trilogy. The other two, I don't oh, really Dance care about. But air. Dance Upon the Air was so amazing. Whew, yes. Good. I like the I first have a book least favorite I like trilogy. <laughs> uh-huh. What is I your least, least favorite. favorite trilogy? I, well, I think Stacey might be, boot me off the podcast. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> okay, she can't so... do that. <laughs> I don't have that power, even if I like you to think I do. <laughs> so now i got to think about it. It's, it's like between the – it's. Which one? Is, okay, so the Dream Trilogy, which one is that? If that's is your that least cool. favorite, yeah, I'm going to kick you off the podcast. Yeah. So which one is I that? Can, I am Find the Dream, Holding the Dream, Daring to Daring Dream. To dream those. No, that's so not, is that yeah, the one like where they're like, the, where they're like in the wedding business or whatever? No, no. No, no, no. no, no. Not, not the garden one, but like no, there's one. That's, that's like Vision and White. That's Bride Quartet. That's four. But I'm thinking of one. I don't know. I'm just thinking of whether sometimes Nora and I, I like, I love myself some good heroines, but sometimes like, I feel like in her trilogies, like she has like a really super nice heroine. Like she's got a kind heroine. She's got one that knows it all. And then she has one that borders. She's got one that borders on being a shrew. And one of those books, one of those books that like takes place in California. I can tell you like everything. I just don't remember the title and it's, and like Margot oh. is one of the characters. Oh, yeah, that's, it's that's the dream, the dream book. trilogy. Okay, so yeah. one of those characters I found to be like a shrew, and and the same goes in the key trilogy, um, with oh. with yeah. Dana, oh, with Dana. I don't even remember the key trilogy. That's bad. Oh, our librarian key of knowledge was like I didn't even know it was a trilogy. I just grabbed it and I loved <laughs> it so much. 
but I just it, it's just something that kind of turns me off of in well, of like some of those I, I don't know and and the other thing I will say is while I love her trilogies I want to see more happy in the end because I feel like they all end like really abruptly after we've gotten to see a bunch of like bad things go down in the past three books and so by the time right. you get to the end it's just like all right, well, we it's all over, it and now it's done, and the end. I know. <laughs> I and need speaking a good of the epilogue. dream, <laughs> speaking of the dream trilogy, I love that trilogy. I, but I know what you mean about Margot. Margot had a lot of growing up to do, and I, I like that she grew up at least, you know, in the in the first book. But yeah. um, yeah, when the last book ended, finding the dream, that was it. It was resolved, and then end of finding the dream, and I was so upset. So I can totally relate. I yeah I I think there's something about the trilogies that Sarah always says my twin and she'll say like okay I don't want to read this trilogy because you know there's going to be a nice heroine and a bookish uh-huh. heroine and a badass heroine and like the middle book's going to be about the couple none of us care about and like yep, you yep. know I mean <laughs> and, and I get that but it, and on the other hand there's something to me that's very comforting about kind of knowing the structure but I feel like in her last yes. couple of her trilogy she's kind of not done that as often um i mean like look at year one that's a completely different type of trilogy but you know when i think of nora roberts comfort reads it's always going to be books in different trilogies like that's i don't know yeah. those are my comfort reads it, my sign of seven you're looking forward yeah. to oh my god i love sign of seven you sign like of those. seven that was where i felt like Ooh. she really departed from like the more formulaic thing and yes. i love i love formula so sometimes i just yeah. want to read like Nora formula and know exactly what's going to happen. But side of seven, like that messed me up. And it was, it's me good. too. In the best way. <laughs> it's good. I, I, I in haven't the best read way. sign of seven yet. Oh, what? It's intense. Oh. It is, it's really intense. I They're very, and I actually cool. cared about the middle scary. couple. So. Yeah. We too. cared about the middle couple. I cared about but all of them. I felt like the first book was really scary. Like when they're trying to yes. figure it out. Like yes. in the Usually. hotel lobby and they're da- or in the hotel ballroom and they're dancing. Like all these people look, was it dead? Or like, I, I can't remember. Like it's it was creepy. just this terrifying, creepy. You need to read them, Shannon. You would like yeah. them. There's no ghost. Yeah. I was like, Nora, Usually, <laughs> Usually for me, the, the last book in the trilogy is the best. But for that trilogy, they were all like, the first book was just, what? I remember. And that was a creepy book. I'm telling you. that. Yes. I read it again, and I, I had to turn my lights on in my house. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I, want to I be in the, the dark reading that. <laughs> it's it's true. But speaking of her trilogies, one thing, you guys say you like the formula. And I... I, in the last couple trilogies before year one, I kind of got sick of the formula, especially her witches. I feel like I think that's her witches are all the too. same. Yep. Like the O'Dwyer. I don't want to hear about O'Dwyer. witches. I love them. I'm still, I still stand for witches. I love <laughs> witches. The other one, I just wish that she would. Stars of Fortune. I those. haven't read oh my that God. yet. Oh, those I, are I, good. First two, good. I read the first two and then I haven't read the third one because I'm just like, ugh which is like it's always six and it's always you know so mode it be and i'm just like so done <laughs> so done to be just <laughs> being like the the resident uh witchy person in this group of, of dora roberts fans i have to say that like so mode it be is pretty similar to like people who say amen um so <laughs> i think can i get that, a so mode it be <laughs> so mode it be um I think at least in that sense, like it's, it's very realistic and then definitely things that like people do say. 
I actually but, like um, about that though is she always is so clever at writing like these rhyming like da 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 Oh yeah Hill and <laughs> Dale fiery rain pain and train and so mote it be Yeah all I can think is like, like toil and trouble I don't Yeah it's like Shakespeare it. like, I, I do love too. How she has I do that too. ability to write in that rhyming cadence. Like it always makes me happy. So I have to respectfully disagree about the witches, but I do have to say I am glad that with this most current trilogy, she's deviated from her good yes, girl, her bad girl, sweet girl, gone. girl next door. I have not read this. I have not read year one either. <gasps> but, oh, and I think that's good. I will. I will because because um, Stacy told me to. And, <laughs> and I just got caught in another series. So I'm almost done with that. And then I can hop into year one. I can think that's just... why I haven't um, caught up with year one. Because <sighs> after Cousins O'Dwyer and Stars of Fortune, I was kind of like so done like with her trilogies that I've been reading all her standalone um, and, you know, J.D. Robb and, and, you know, going back and forth, rereading things that I liked. I feel like with year one, and I haven't read of Blood and Bone yet. I kind of oh. want to wait till the third one comes out um, at the end of the year. Yeah. But I feel like mm. with year one, she November kind of like broke the mold um, of her trilogy. Like, yeah. I love that. Yes. But I have to say, I really quickly before we move off the trilogies, I mean, I feel like we just have to give a nod to the Quinn brothers. Um, oh yeah, that was so good. No, the Quinn Brothers ones. Yeah, I haven't and read then, those either. Oh my god! Oh my god! god. I know. Oh, <laughs> and then what are you doing on the seventh? The show? other one, <laughs> right? At I first, I couldn't figure out. Because... I couldn't figure out why I like this other trilogy, but like, it was so soft and gentle and like easy. But I really like the In Boonesboro trilogy a lot. Did anybody else oh, yeah. enjoy that? Or yes, was it just I really, me? I really liked it. And I actually reread it recently and I yeah. liked it just as much. I have not read those. Not to sound like a like broken those. record, but I have not read that one either. You know, they're really I good. Think. There is a ghost <laughs> in it, but I don't think it would bother you, Shannon, because it's not like the focus and she's not like a Mean ghost. It's like the way that they have to solve the mystery of this okay. woman's life. Is and it kind of like I how think, the I think it'll bother are, you. Like, in the garden. No, this ghost no, is it's like less sweet and lovely, and okay. like wants, like likes romance and like lovely things. And <laughs> yeah, like there's it, no psycho Amelia right. here. No, okay. It's, it's, no, I, I thought that was a really lovely trilogy, and just it's yeah. one of the. The Perfect Hope is like one of my comfort reads forever. Like I just really enjoy that book a lot. Like I, read they it were I so just, comforting. I yeah. Thought. Yeah, so comforting. And, you know, five okay. children. I want five children. That sounds good. I know. Uh, <laughs> so there wow. is one Nora Roberts book that I hated so much. Like, I still have, like, anger about it. And <laughs> I know that I think I'm alone in this because she's so amazing. And I've never had such an active dislike of a hero in my life. And it could have been the time in my life when I read it because I was really into, like, dark tortured heroes and then i met tucker longstreet oh and don't trash me i'm carnal sorry innocence. the only thing the only thing i can remember who's he from where's he from carnal innocence and the only thing i can remember about oh. that book is tucker longstreet who's like a pampered rich mississippi boy laying in a hammock with a beer balance on his washboard abs and <laughs> i just i hate i could not get past it I don't know why that book filled me with such rage. I can't remember anything oh. about it except Tucker, his name I never forgot. That was a good and the fact, book. It was no, a good I, book. So and it was the twist. It was twisted. Here's oh what God, I did. Yes. I what just did got it. I just put it in my library on Audible because I decided that I needed to give it, as an adult who has a little bit more of a mature view of what a hero is, 
I want to try it again, but I'm so afraid I can't get past the rich, lazy Mississippi boy who it's lays like in a, a hammock with a beer on his stomach. I don't know what, let me, well, what else is there to do in Mississippi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a yuckety commercial narrator, I think. I say it's that having grown up in the, in the country. Just yeah, because Ilona, Ilona, Ilona Delasky. Yeah, it reads them on bar. Yeah, because it's like Tom Stepschulte or something. Oh, yeah, ew. audio. Oh no, I, I'll take so, Ilona yeah, that's any not day. great. Yeah, me too. I'll have to reread that one, but I did like it. I read it to watch the movie. Now, I got to tell you guys, the movie, I watched I've the movie with my husband. Movie. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I it, love my how, husband said it's so I bad. I love Nora movie. I love Nora movie. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Sure. I've so, never seen a Nora movie. <laughs> okay, I've seen I a have. couple. Right. I've seen so a couple. On, Some are they're great. On, like, they're on Lifetime. Lifetime. Right? Which, which gives us, like, titles of movies, you know, like, I hate my life and I'm super dangerous for your, for your teenage daughter or whatever. (laughs) 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 But, but, um, okay. So the best, if, if you're going to watch a movie on Lifetime for, it should be a Nora movie because they obviously had a great time. They really enjoyed it. And I think that the best ones that they made are also some of my favorite books. So I, I, I would skip over Midnight by You. Oh, no, yes. no. And, and Carnal Innocence. And the movie's terrible. I didn't even know there was a Carnal Innocence movie. I'm already it's scared. So bad. Um, but I would go, I would watch, um, I would watch High Noon. Yes. yes. Very, oh, good. High very Noon. good movie. Okay. Carolina Moon. Yes. Oh, I love that book yes. so much. My dad and could blue, not stop watching. And Blue Smoke. smoke. Oh, Blue yes. Smoke. That yes. was Blue Smoke is probably Blue Smoke and High Noon are probably like the most intense. Carolina Moon is is nostalgic in my heart, but some of those southern accents that the actors did was god awful. But oh, you should yeah, watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Oh my god. But Carolina Moon is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. Oh, I really loved Carolina Moon. I reread that one a few years ago, and it was really good. But Blue Smoke is months. one of the ones I only read like when it first came out, and I can't remember I anything about Blue it Smoke. except that she. You should that was one that I enjoyed more. That was one book that I enjoyed more the second time I read it. Okay. It's um, intense. It, it's intense, and it has um. Again, like alternating viewpoints of people kind of like growing up and you kind of get to see, but there yes. has this huge Italian family and they run a pizza parlor. Oh God, they yes. Okay. I love yeah. they cook and you, you just get so hungry when you read this book. But it know. is actually really intense. The book is intense and the movie is like super, is super awesome. intense. And I remember okay. I was rereading it and I was still pregnant. So maybe a couple months ago, actually I reread it. And, Except for the person that oh, I'm sorry, honey, go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. I was so hungry while I was reading it. I looked at my husband <laughs> oh, yeah. ate the last frozen pizza. <laughs> so I ended up having to eat taquitos with like oh, lemon no. lime tostitos. <laughs> while I'm reading this book because I'm like, I gotta eat something. I can't. I can't. I'm starving. Oh, yeah, like, I'm really hungry now. Like Except oh. for the person that plays the villain in the in the the person that plays the villain in, who you find it out like right away. So it's not like a big It's not a secret. Um a big secret but the person that plays the villain like he just sounds in the movie he just sounds like a villain like he just i'm like how could you not like a cartoon villain creepy? kind of like, like a cartoon yes. villain like yeah. how can you not see this person is creepy like you hear his voice why haven't you arrested him just by virtue of hearing his voice? <laughs> he just sounds like a murderer just 
just arrest him. Just so, arrest him. Forget the so rest I of the movie. So I want to cover two more things before we wind down can i ask a question first before you before you yeah I, I really want to mention this okay. so whiskey beach am i the only I one have that didn't really like it, it? I, have I love that didn't, Beach. That did or I, did not like it. Did not. I read it you when know the what? Boston bombings happened, so I was very traumatized, so I wasn't in the right place. But I reread it just, you know, because I, I wanted to be in the right place, and I was, and I still didn't like it as much as her other books. And I'll I don't know honest, if it was the narrator or what. I went through a period of time where I did not enjoy Nora's standalones. There were probably about four that I could not read. There was like, I mean, it took me months to read The Search. It, I, I oh, tried. Yeah. Oh, I um, love The Search. And I love The Witness. Labrador. And I thought, ugh, I, could, I couldn't get into it. <gasps> the um, I, I still haven't finished the one about the smoke jumpers. I could not get into that one. And I didn't so, like that one either. My I whole even point forgot is, about it. The whole, the, the thing that I liked about um, Whiskey Beach, I felt like it was more Nora than like the era. I mean, I still haven't finished Tribute. Um, I can't build so, Tribute. Yeah, I went like four years of like going, oh, yay, Nora. Rock. Oh, oh. And like <sighs> putting them down midway through. And so for me, Whiskey Beach was like a resurgence of my interest in her books, like in her standalone. So I don't right. know. <clears throat> it's there not was that I don't like it's not that I and don't like that book. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> oh, all right. So it's not that I don't like Whiskey Beach. It's just like, it's just like if there's a choice between cheesecake and chocolate cake, both of them are good. You're going to But choose. I'm probably going to go for the cheesecake, right? So that right. one is more of like a chocolate cake for me. Not that <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy it because I do, but I don't know that I can even well, remember how I felt when I read it. But yeah, I, read I just it, remember. I love it. I yeah. liked it better the second time I read it. Um, and something happened with Audible where I remember this book because Audible wrote yeah. an apology and they changed the narrator. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know I read why, it with the but original. I don't, and I don't like Holter Graham. Am I the only one? I, no, it's, it's, um, it Isn't went it, from uh, Peter Daniels? Burkett to Luke Daniels. So I'm oh. not sure what happened there, but I, I don't know Graham, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was Holter Graham. <laughs> it's interesting. So Brooke I, read it just now. And um, what'd she say? I don't know. She rate. I haven't talked to her about it, but she rated it highly on Goodreads. So I assume she didn't hate it. Um, no, she was just reading it good. last night. It's good. I just, I don't know why it didn't. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, this was right before she switched to a new publisher, you know, her last few books. I don't know. And, you know, I definitely was in a better place when I read it the second time. The first time I read it, I was definitely complete PTSD. I was a wreck. So I couldn't even tell you what it was about or who did it or anything. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. And it should have because it had all the right things. And yeah, the the Smoke Jumper books, what's it called? Dark Fire? Dark. I don't even know. It's, I just remember her name was Rowan Swift. I didn't Swift. like it. I can't remember anything else What's about her it. name? Rowan. Rowan. Rowan Swift. It's just one of those. Those yeah. names, though. <laughs> I feel like I've read, I've read the Smoke Jumper book. And I guess I must have forgotten her name. So I guess that makes a big impression. That book made a great impression. Yeah. I, so, that I remember one, living but, in Boston know, yeah. when I read it. That's all I remember. Yeah. So speaking of books that kind of, shall we say, fell flat a bit, like that we really wanted to love and didn't, um, let's talk about Undercurrents. Oh, mm. I know. Also it haven't read that one. I'm really it's excited to read that. Undercurrents. The first half was incredible. <sighs> what the hell happened after that? Yes, exactly. I agree with you. Like after like after they, they get out of the house, it just went 
It was like a balloon yeah. where the air lets out slowly. It was like, Wee-oo. it just it was <laughs> very easy and and mellow, and I enjoyed it. Like for that, like I, I, I just found it. I wanted my action. Like I was like, Ray. right. I told my husband, Ray, don't talk to me. Don't talk right. to me. And like I was shaking, you know, with the suspense of, oh my god, are, she's running. Is is he gonna get them? Is he gonna get them? Yeah, and, and then it like, just like went away. Like it just like. And, and every and it was time, predictable. like a villain, like every time a villain came into the picture, it was so quickly dispatched. Like, and you know, and I don't know if, for me at least, with undercurrents, I feel like as a follow up to both Come Sundown and um, Shelter in Place, I think that's why it was a disappointment. I don't think it was actually yes. a bad book. I just think well, if you, so no, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it was a. Uh... Frankly, I gave it four stars, but if it would have been anybody but Nora Roberts, I would have given it three, if I'm being honest. I think I gave it three anyway, but I, I it wasn't even, because, you know, I Shelter in Place and Come Sundown, Shelter in Place was a book that wasn't going to be topped. It was, you know, so realistic based on what we're living now. And, and you, you know, it's kind of like Kristen Higgins' good luck with that. You know, you, yeah. you don't want to compare. Right. But I, I, for me, it was just, you know, the first half and then the second half you're like whoa did I jump into another novel yeah and then it was so it was predictable so I knew different. who the villain was I knew who the villain of course was from you the did beginning. yeah from the yeah. beginning I, you like, know maybe because I read Nora yeah and it's not even about who the villain was it was just so I don't know maybe it would have been better if they hadn't gotten out of the house if he had done some you know if he had I know it was more <laughs> damage or like something yeah yeah okay, I you, don't want you guys know what people. I think about the book when I when I um, when I get around, when I get around, yes, to it, you'll I've have been, to report. Yeah, I wanted I've been pretty excited about this book, so I'll, I'll, oh I'm no, very... I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you should stay excited. <laughs> don't let us, don't please, by all means. It's it, it is a good book. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. I read it, you know, in one sitting. It wasn't that. It's just that it kind of deflated. It, it, it was lackluster yeah, gotcha. compared to it her was. offerings recently. In it my was. opinion, gotcha. there needed to be more evil. I don't know. She wasn't. It a just felt. It felt lazy. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. She was she was too happy when she wrote that book. <laughs> <laughs> must have been on vacation. I don't know. She must have been really mad when she wrote the first half, and then like, okay, I'm yeah, happy but she again. felt much better. Because yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a musician, and when I write music, when I'm mad or sad, I write my best stuff. When I'm happy, I don't even know what the heck. You know, I have to pay. <laughs> she, I have to pay other songwriters to write a song, and I'll sing it. <laughs> she was just yeah, like the first half was so amazing, and then I was just oh like, my "Wait, God, like yes. what happened to this?" I'd like, say the first quarter, like the yeah, the first fifty percent between like once they grew up. Third, yeah, yeah, like the first. I, I will say like the first part, like the parts of it that had part to do one. with them as children. Yes, um, that was very good. Like kind of before we met the heroine. And I yes. love the heroine. Mm-hmm. I do like the but, heroine. She's very interesting. But I don't. It was just a landscaper. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even. I can't even tell you. Like I can't tell you now who the villain is. And I just read this book in July. Does that tell you? I know oh who the God. villain is, but we don't want to say. We won't say. It was very I, I just, obvious. It was to me. Yeah, and I remember thinking at the time it was obvious, but I just it. The book made such a little impression on me that I can't remember who it was now. So. <laughs> Man, oh, right, so, <laughs> right. Wow, Harsh writes lots of fabulousness under her own name, but she also writes a long running series under the pseudonym JD Rob. And I imagine if you're listening to this, like if you're listening to this episode, you probably know that, um, because it's not like a secret at all. Yeah. So, JD Rob, um, writes futuristic 
kind of mysteries um, with some pretty uh, intense like sex scenes between our main character and her love interest slash really? fiance slash husband. At least, so as again, like the resident outlier in the podcast, like as, as the lesbian here, um, I don't find Rourke hot, but I know that <laughs> so many straight women that makes are, sense. Like, are like nuts about him. And like, I just don't get it. So who but do you think is hot? Do you like I've people? I've never read, I've never read any of I, I don't think anyone is particularly hot. When I say that they're like hot books, I say that because that's what I hear from people who who find them that way like it seems to be a popular opinion but i, I got opinions i know you <laughs> oh do. my god I, I he's opinions. hot and infuriating what i have to say oh god i have to do a wheezy before we okay, like, hold on. start I talking want, about this i want mika for just a minute <laughs> so i called mika to talk to her about did she want to participate in this episode and she said she did and then she said that she could also talk about Shady Rob. And then what did you tell me, Mika? That my introduction to Shady Rob is that I read 21 books of hers in a row. What? Oh, I haven't even read one. Awesome. I've done that. <laughs> and but it like I just broke barely, my brain. It broke Shannon's brain because I just, I, I was working a job where I was just using my hands a lot and there's doing like a bunch of packaging so I could just... Right sit and read and read and read and i oh my just god that's amazing one day after the other it was just you know i was like i don't know when this binge is gonna end it's just i just keep going i just can't yeah, stop. you don't want to stop well when there's then, 50 books or something i mean you can yeah. just binge to your heart so, book I 21 was when i was like okay you know <laughs> i need, <laughs> I need a, break. a break yeah we'll stop yeah, yeah. now <laughs> i i would i um did that for my reread like you know the second time i read them the first time i would read oh. like three or four and then go get a break and then read, you know, Oh, I don't know what to read. Let's read on uh, JD Rob. But that was like three years ago, three or four. Yeah. It's about three years ago now. And so now I'm probably able now to read like another 21 now <laughs> at some point. All right. Sounds well, good. Keep us, you know, keep us posted when you decide. To I will. Like, um, yeah. And when you read Innocence there. and Death, let us know. Cause All that's right. my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, the new one is coming out uh, in September. In September. I just want to say about Rourke, um, that's not, he is not why I like the series. Like, I, I, oh, good. I, I oh, think of course not. He, no. Like, but I don't necessarily find him, like, particularly hot. I like him for how, because uh, a lot of times when I read romance, my first question is if it's a, if it is a straight romance, my first question is, does, is the hero worthy? Or is the um, hero? Okay, let me let me think how I want to say this. Okay, does is the hero deserving of the heroine that he's that he has? And I think that um, for the most part, work is. But the biggest thing for me about the Eve Dallas series is um, is what I love. It's a trope that I love so much, which is found family. When Eve starts yes. out, she has she's kind of like a loner and she has people that care about her but she doesn't really know it and then she doesn't at some care point about them, she's like kind of she's yeah very... like and at some point she's like oh my god when am i gonna buy these people for christmas i'm dithering over like presents for them and i just i love found family and the character the character arcs that happen and how she cares about them and having read 21 of those in a row <laughs> i got to see, i got to see 
like a lot of I got to see a lot of that and got to see how Eve has so many wonderful like facets. So I think that Rourke is I think that Rourke is great, but for me the the point but for me like the joy of the series is getting to watch someone who is a loner like be like, Sorry. Oh my God, here's all these here's all these people and they love me and you know, oh. if I'm hurt they'll comfort me and so I just I love it. So I've I never read anything by J.D. Robb. I don't know. Like you must. Is it? It's overwhelming to think about starting the series at the beginning. I know. So just read like one. Just read like okay. The first just one. read the first. Just one. read yeah, the first. They're all one. mysteries, so you know you can read them in whatever. In in um, you don't have to read them all. To, you know, you read them in order, but you don't have to read them all. Right. Together. You don't have to read twenty one of the middle. Read, read yeah. the first one. <laughs> we're just okay. we're just obsessive. Um, you don't have to be obsessive like us. So for me, Eve Dallas was a lot of um, different things. I've re I read the series three times, the entire series, like every book oh that my is God. out three That's times crazy. in my life. And I, I, I'm 26, so I read the first, I read them the first, for the first time when I was like 16. And I finished all of them. I finally got caught up uh, probably my last year of college and I was 21. So between, you know, in the last maybe five years, I reread them twice. So the first time I loved them because of the mysteries, the science fiction, the futuristic. I just think it's so cool that she came up with all these awesome things. And oh my God, who, who doesn't want an auto chef? Because I need one. Uh, and for those who don't know, an auto chef is like this um, food processing. Basically, I can cook meals for a week and just put them in there and label them. And, you know, I just go in there and be like, chicken soup, press the button, chicken soup that I cooked comes out. And I don't have to actually make it. It's cool. Um, so, yeah. So the first time they were about, you know, the mystery, just everything all at once. Then the second time I read them, uh, it was about the growth of the characters. And then the third time I read them, I had just gotten married. And I love how she um, develops a young marriage, you know. And actually, as somebody who had just gotten married, the third time I read them, that was when I didn't find work so hot anymore. He was he had faults. And he was infuriating. And yes, he was hot too, but um, I kind of saw them, you know, as an adult um, and how I think that their relationship is so cool uh, because it's realistic, in my opinion, as a newlywed that's been married as long as them. I think, you know, of course, I don't have all the mysteries and, you know, people aren't punching me in the face constantly and I'm not. No, cop, and your husband doesn't like own. And my husband, you know, like, he's not a billionaire. I, I wish he was, you know, he's still my sugar baby, but, but definitely not that rich <laughs> yeah um, and you know i'm not we're not that scarred <laughs> as scarred as they are so yeah as somebody who's in a young marriage it was comforting for me to read um yes i do find Rourke hot i'm not sure that i would be with him um as like a, you know maybe i have a one night stand with him but i don't think i would date him <laughs> <laughs> McNabb is more i, I don't know maybe, maybe i date McNabb. i'm not sure i don't know i like i like all these characters i do um and just everything about these books is awesome so yes yeah, stacy read naked and death just make that your okay goal. Just read naked. Okay. my mom is on one. book five my mom is on book five and you know she knows she's got 50 books to go 40 and whenever she wants another e dallas she's like eh, natalia give me the other book with the detective i, I want to read the next detective book and that's it i just the thing that I love about Nora Roberts is I feel like there's something for almost everyone. I mean, if you like the trilogies, if you like the suspense, if you like the, the futuristic, I mean, there's something for everyone. And I just, I think that there, she has a magic about the way that she writes that appeals mm -hmm. to a wide range of people. And I think she's starting to bring a little bit more diversity into her novels, a very small amount. That's the only thing I have a complaint with. Um, but, you know, if you want to really just 
well-written book, I feel like you can, in, in her backlist, you can always find something by Nora yes, Roberts that will make I you happy agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. We didn't even touch on her, like, 1980s, like, Harlequin oh, short God. novels. But oh, I know, God. right? But She's got one with the character of the name of my dad, and I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I really I haven't lucky. found a Glenn. I was just going to say, I'm really lucky that, like, I can't really think of, like, a book with a romance hero with the name of my father. Um, either. I'm Hispanic, so, so there are no Hispanic characters in her novels that are not, that are main. So, no names of my family. <laughs> All right. So, we could, you know, have a lot more of a discussion about Nora Roberts, but it would get really long and no one would probably want to listen to that. So, I think we'll just wrap up for now. Um, I want to say thank you to Mika, Stacy, and Natalia for joining me for this really kind of quickly pulled together. <laughs> Spontaneous. <laughs> yes, I, I appreciate it very, very much. I appreciate <laughs> your willingness to, uh, you know, hop on this train rather uh, with, with no notice almost. <laughs> and of course, thanks goes out to Christine for the fantastic editing that she does for each and every Book Bistro episode that you hear. Um, the finished product is always very different from the one that we originally <laughs> record. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> and I have to thank everyone who joined us each week for our fabulous book discussions. We would not have a podcast if people didn't listen to it. So we appreciate you very, very much. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.